Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. We are finishing the Masechta tonight, Amir Tashem. Masechta Nazir, Daf Samech Vav. Our 17th Masechta in Shas, 1,181 blot. This is the 1,181st blot. But uh, I can check it for you, but I don't know offhand. Check it for you. It's good. High 30s, low 40s, something like that. We're starting at a new Mishnah, um, and while there will be references to to Nazirus in the next and the and the final Mishnah, really this is a just a, an oddball uh, Mishnah that speaks about Zav and Zava. And one of the things that we know about the world of Zav and Zava is that the discharge of a Zav for men is not the same as Sheikh Vazera. Uh, the Gemara elsewhere describes what that is. We're not going to learn about that today, but we also know that the Zav discharge is considered to be a machla of sorts. However, we first have to go through a diagnostic process to ensure that, in fact, that discharge, while it may be the material discharge of Zav, but we have to make sure that it's actually halachically as well considered Zav. So we have seven tests, and that's what the Gemara says over here, the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down on Samachayim and Beis. The Mishnah says, B'shiva drachim zav, We have to check the Zav with seven different things, means before he's actually diagnosed as a Zav. Namely, for the first discharge of a Zav, when he sees this discharge, he, he, he go ask a Shaila and say, Rebbe, I don't know what the story is. I think that I, I saw a Zav discharge. So here's what the Rebbe is going to say. What about the Machal, Uvimishta, food and drink? Did you eat anything unique? Bimasa, did you carry something heavy? Uvikvitsa, were you jumping? Uvicholi, did you have a different illness that led to this? Uvimare, did you see something? Uvihirhor, or did you have certain machshavos that might have led to um that might have led to your Zav discharge? In other words, if in fact this first discharge, while materially it does appear that this person is a Zav, but if there are circumstances that caused for this Zav discharge to happen, that means by definition it's not Zav Doraisa. That's just not what it is. And this is our diagnostic set of tools that we're going to look at to ensure that in fact, it, it, no different uh, than a woman who says, I found Dam on a Vedika They bring it to the Rav. The Rav says, this is not Dam Nida. So the, the Zav says, I have a Zav discharge. And he goes to the Rav. He says, were you just playing basketball? This is not going to be considered. It's Kfitsa. It's Masa. And therefore, the Gemara says, you're not going to be considered a Zav with that type of discharge. The Mishnah continues, what about a case of Onso, Visfeko, Vishikh Vazera? We don't know what all of these mean yet. What about a regular case of Ones, where really you weren't doing any of the other seven things? Sveko, if there's a suffix, the Mishnah is going to, the Gemara is going to analyze what Sveko means. And Vishikh Vazaro, if there is an accompaniment of Zera in the discharge, in addition to the Zav discharge, in all of those cases, Tmeim. In those cases, you are a Zav. You are a Zav with that particular discharge. Why? Because there is a, it's circumstantial evidence that you should be a Zav at this point. The Ones and the Suffolk and the Sheikh Vazera are all indicators of that. Um, and uh, the Mishnah now continues with an oddball topic un unrelated to this oddball topic, because neither of them have anything to do with Nazir. Hamakes Chavero. Let's say that I get into a brass knuckles fist fight with somebody and he goes to the hospital and the doctors say he's not going to make it. And then he actually recovers slightly. They said he's going to die in the next week. And then all of a sudden he's back on his feet. And then and then a couple, he's healed a little bit. And then, then everything just very quickly goes downhill and he dies. So are you, the, am I with the brass knuckles held accountable for that person's death? So according to the Tanakhama, Chayev, says you cannot be held liable for that death because it's clear there's evidence that he, he had already partially healed from that. So again, brass knuckles, punch him in the face, broken orbital bones, he's in the hospital, bleeding in the brain. They say he's going to die. And then if he heals a little bit, 
pick up and then he starts to go back down again. So then, are you in the Misa Machlokas how do we know a particular din about a Zav? Let me just highlight what the din is because the Mishnah didn't really articulate it. Now, we had said in our Mishnah that we have to check and verify that the discharge of the Zav is in fact Zav, the actual halachic Zav. Not just the material discharge, but halachically. But that's only true of the first two discharges of this Zav. But the third one, we don't do any badikas. When the third discharge occurs, we just assume it's a Zav without even asking any questions. Now, how do we make this distinction between the first two, where we do the checking, and the third discharge, where we don't. And the Gemara says, Amar Rebbe Nasan Amar Kra, five lines from the bottom, the Pasuk says, Zav es Zovo. How many times does it say Zav in the Pasuk? Two. So because it says Zav twice in the Pasuk, those are the two discharges that we check. And therefore, by definition, the third one we don't check. And the Gemara says, With the third Re'iyah, a man who is now a Zav Gadol, is similar to an Isha who is a Zav Agdola, in that they have to bring Korbanos. Okay. Says the Gemara, wait one second. You said that the first two Badikos are the ones where we do our verifying, and the third one we don't. But Tanya, the Brisa doesn't seem to agree with you. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Bishlishis Bodkinoso, Bravis, Ain Bodkinoso. No. All three for, of the first discharges are, sub, are, um, are subject to the test of our Mishnah, of the seven different possible causes of Zaba. And the fourth one is not subject to the test. So therefore, we have a machlokis. Do we say that we stop checking after the second badika or after the third? After the second discharge or after the third? So machlokis, it says the Gemara, you're right. Really, what's going on here? Ela be esim, from the word es. Whether or not we're dorish, the word es. But esim kamiflagi. What did the Pasuk say above, two lines above? Vehazav es zovo. So if you don't darshan the word S, then I see the word Zav twice, that's only two discharges, and then you're right, I stop checking by the third. But if we are Dorish Essen, if we look at the word S in the Pasuk and we do include that word, then it's the Hazav, S, which we darshan, Zovo, that's three, the first three we do a Badika on, and then the fourth one we don't. And this is the Machlokas, Rabbi Eliezer, Darish Essen, because Rabbi Eliezer looks at the word S and he says it's not just that word that nobody knows how to translate in the Hebrew language that we all use all the time, even though that's in great part what it is. Uh, word S is meaningful, and it's going to make a drasha, and therefore, Vazov, S, Zovo, he says the word S is meaningful. So therefore, the first three badikas, uh, the first three discharges are su are subject to the rules of the uh, of what might have caused it. Whereas over here, that's not true. Verabban and Lodarshe S, and that's the machlokas between them. So machlokas tanaim, if we only look at these seven exclusionary causes of Zov, do we say that we only apply that to the first two badikos, or do we apply it to the first three? The last two words on Samechei Amid Beis, and starting our last blot in the Masechta, Baruch Hashem, our Mishnah had said in regards to a case of own of Sveiko, that in fact uh, he would be Tameh, and there we don't do any of the badikas, none of the checking. So the Mishnah that spoke about this case of Suffolk, we need to analyze what the Suffolk is, because on the top of Samech Vav Amid Aleph, Amar Rabbi, he says, Lo tema Suffolk chaza, Suffolk lo chaza. Here's what the Suffolk isn't. It's not a question of suffix whether or not you saw a discharge. That's not what we're talking about. A suffix zava in regards to a suffix zav discharge is a zero. We are makel on a suffix zav discharge. So therefore, what is the suffix? There's no question as to whether or not you saw it. The question is whether or not Ella, not Ella, but suffix machmas zera, suffix machmas we are concerned that maybe what has caused this Zav discharge is that previously that day there was Sheikh Vazera. And the assumption in Halacha is that if there's Sheikh Vazera, then over the course of the next 24 hours, you're more likely to see a Zav discharge. 
So really, there was a Zav discharge, but it was preceded by Sheikh Vazera. So says the Gemara, maybe we should be concerned, Suffolk, we should be concerned that if there was Sheikh Vazera before the Zav discharge, we should look at the Zav discharge differently. Says the Gemara, in such a case, since he's already Tame from the Sheikh Vazera, Sveiko Tame. That's what the Suffolk is in our Mishnah. When our Mishnah says Sveiko Tame, it doesn't mean Suffolk of whether or not you had a discharge because that would be mutter. The suffix we're dealing with here is whether or not there was Sheikh Vazar that preceded this uh, Zav discharge. And the Gemara says in such a case, it would be Sveiko Tame. Our Mishnah said that in regards to the case of Sheikh Vazerot Meya, Lemai, in what regard are we saying that there's Tuma by Sheikh Vazera? Says the Gemara, four or five lines down. If you want to say that a person will become Tame for touching Sheikh Vazera, that we know already. It's not anyone who touches Sheikh Vazera, they're going to be Tame for the whole day. They got to wash their clothes, they got to go to the mikvah. Okay, this uh, in the times of, uh, of Ezra's Takana. No, we don't, we're not Makhbit on that. By Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we're Makhbit. My boys uh, told me they can't believe I go to the mikvah there on Fridays. They're like, it's disgusting. So I said, uh, first of all, halachically, you need to go by the times of Yom and right? You need to go, that's uh, for sure. You don't want to walk into a, a, a din, a Yom din with Tuma. You want to make sure you're as clean as you can be. And second of all, you'll, you'll change when you get older a little bit. You'll, you'll normalize a little bit. Mikvahs aren't so crazy. Okay. But, so says the Gemara, it can't be that we're talking about a case of Tumas Maga by Sheikh Vazera because even a person who wasn't Tame at all would become Tame for that day. Ella, it must be Zaro Shel Zav Metame Bimasa. Maybe what we're talking about in our Mishnah when it says Sheikh Vazera Tmeya, that we're talking about a case where after a Zav saw Sheikh Vazera, that the discharge of the Zav would be Metame Bimasa. That would be a Chiddush. And says the Gemara, who would be the author of that? Man shamas shamas Who says that the Sheikh Vazer of Azov might be Metame Bimasa? By a regular person, the Sheikh Vazer is not Metame Bimasa. Sheikh Vazer is only Metame Bimaga, only with physical contact. But Bimasa means that if I move it, so let's say uh, there's a garment that has Sheikh Vazer on it, and you, you move it. So in general, there's no Tumas Masa. But if you're a Zav, then that person, the Zav Sheikh Vazera, is Metame Bimasa. So who would be the author of, author of that? The Gemara says eight lines down, Ilema Hai Tano Ditanya, the author of the following, Brisa Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Sheikh Vazaro, Shel Zav, Enu Metame Bimasa, that's the Tanakama, that the Sheikh Vazera Zav is not going to be Metame by moving it. But Rabbi Yoshua Omer Metame Bimasa, and let's look at the conclusion of the Brisa, Lefisha Ef Sharla, Belot Tichsuche Ziva. The Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Yoshua that the reason why the Sheikh Vazera of Azov is Metame Bimasa is because there's no possible way that if he's already Azov, that there isn't a component in the discharge of the Sheikh Vazera that's also Zav. There's no way to escape it. So that's why the Gemara says it's Metame Bimasa. So the Gemara says Rabbi Yoshua can't be the author of our Mishnah. The author of our Mishnah seems to say that the Tumas Zera moved by itself is going to be Matame Bimasa, but says the Gemara a third of the way down. The only reason why Rabbi Yoshua would say in such a case that it's going to be Matame Bimasa is because there's a mixture between Sheikhla Zera and between the Zav discharge. And that's why it's Matame Bimasa. But Aval had it been Sheikh Vazera alone? Lo Amar. Nobody says that, seemingly, at least not, not from this Brisa. Nobody says that the Sheikh Vazera Vazav alone is Matami Bimasa. So Ella, Amar Rava, what is the din that's being taught over here when we say in our Mishnah that Sheikh Vazera is Tmeya? Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Dabar Ava, Lomar, She'ein Tolenba. She'ein Tolenba, that we don't give a kula on this. What does this mean? So take a look at the Rivan. 
The Rivan is found 10 lines down or so. It's in the middle of the Dibra Maskal of Ela Amar of Adabar Ava. We'll actually just start from there. Ela Amar of Adabar Ava. He says, My Hadika Amar de Shikhva Zaro Tame. What did our Mishnah mean to say when it says that his Shikhva Zara of the Zav is going to be Tame? Lomar She'ein Tolenba. That we don't give the leniency to say that because you saw Shikhva Zara earlier, Therefore, the Zav discharges a zero. And let's read it inside. If the guy was already Tameh, he already saw some discharges that made him Tameh. We don't say that the discharge of Zav after Keri is treated like uh, like a like regular zav, we might have thought that the halacha is different, and that's what the Gemara means that ain't tolen, but that we do say that you're going to be tame. We don't say that this zav discharge is going to be lenient because of the sheikh Zara. So says the Gemara, third of the way down, a little bit more. Sabarav papa kame de rava lemeimar aidi chul shahu dechazi. It could be that uh, after a person has a discharge of sheikh Zara, that there's a weakness of the body. It's a little bit of. Uh, it's not an illness, but there's a weakness of the body. And therefore, maybe that's why he saw the Zav status. Maybe that's why he became he saw a Zav discharge because he was Khulsha, he was weak from Sheikh Lazara. Amrali Rava, that can't be. The Gemara says it can't be that the Khulsha from Sheikh Lazara causes for the Zav status to change. And the Gemara brings a brilliant raya. The Mishnah writes, Ger Shani this guy converts at 10 a.m. Goy, Metame Miyad Viziva. So a goy converts at 10 a.m. He gets out of the mikvah and uh, they say he's a yid. Five minutes later, he sees a, a zav discharge. Guess what? You're a zav. Aye, but we can fairly assume or arguably assume that it's possible there was Sheikh Vazir in the last 24 hours. And this Mishnah doesn't seem to care about the fact that that was true. The Mishnah says he's a zav even one second after his gerus. Afalpi that he could have had Tash the night before. Doesn't, we don't care at all. Doesn't matter at all. So if what you're saying is that having Sheikh Vazera, uh, having uh, a discharge of Sheikh Vazera for the last 24 hours means that any Zav that any Zav discharge in the next 24 hours is a kula. We should have seen a different din by the ger, because the ger has only been a Jew for five minutes. And what if he had Tashmashimita an hour ago? We don't care. We still say he's a Zav. So Vaharaya, that the fact that a person had Sheikh Vazera prior to a Zav discharge isn't an excuse. And the Gemara says we actually have to skip the words Amar Lay. And add a vav. Obviously, and this is a little tongue in cheek, but obviously says the Gemara, he's like, what could be worse than this? He could have had Tashmashimita an hour ago. He jumps in the mikvah, all of a sudden he's a yid, and now he has a zav discharge. That was it was it just happened, just happened. Why were, why are you saying that the zav discharge is as it is? So the Gemara says, Ella, really it's Tanoi. There's a machlokas Tanaim about this. The Tanya, the Brisa writes halfway down. The Sheikh Lazera of Azov is, in fact, Matame Bimasa over a 24-hour period. Rav Yossi Omar Yomo, only on the day of. So it's not 24 hours, it's until the sun sets. Huge Nafkamin is in time. Let's say that there's Sheikh Lazera at 4 p.m. and Shki is at 5 p.m. So according to the first Shita, you have till 4 p.m. tomorrow, And according to the second Shita, that it's Yomo, it's only one hour until Shkia. Huge differences in time. What is this machlokas based on? But says the Gemara, but the Shmuel. What does Shmuel say? The Shmuel, Rami Ksiv, there's two psukim that don't make sense to Shmuel. One is ki yichyevicha ish, asher lo yetahor mikra laila. This is the Pasuk that speaks about seminal emissions when a person's sleeping. And also, uchsiv lifnos erev yurchatz bamaim, that when it turns to night, he should wash himself in water. The Gemara is bothered by the fact that it says lifnos erev as it turns to night. Just say lifnos. 
which we already know means to turn a different day. So therefore we have a, two different possible understandings of this Pasuk. According to the one who says that the Tuma of Shechva Zera of Azov is going to be metame b'masa for 24 hours, daik mi lefanos ero, because there's an extra word there. If you said ero van lefanos, it sounds like you're talking about more than just that night. Extra word. V'idach daik mikra layla. And the other person would learn out from mikra layla. Uman da'amar mi lefanos erev, according to the one who learned out from lefanos erev, which implied me ace la'ace, what does he do with the pasig of haksiv mikra layla, which seems to imply just that night? How can you say it's 24 hours? The Pasuk says Mikralila. Omar Le, all when the Pasuk says Mikralila, it's just that's a, the more common time for a person to see to see Zera. Says the Gemara, Amar Le, Urcha de Kari Balaila. That's much more common uh, for a person to see Zera at that time. It's more likely for that to happen. And that's what Mikralila means. So there's just a machlokas as to how to understand the span at which we would have Sheikh Zera being Matame Bamasa, the Zera of Azov being Matame Bamasa, but nevertheless it is Matame Bamasa. That brings us to the last Mishnah Baruch Hashem in the Masechta. Back to Nazir. Um, and this Mishnah, we're going to read it uh, as a Mishnah, but it is really written as a Gemara, as you'll soon see. The language, the the uh, what's the English word I'm looking for? The syntax is is not Mishnah syntax. It's really Gemara syntax. The Mishnah says, Nazir haya Shmuel kedire Rav Nahorai. Nazir, Shmuel was a Nazir, like Rav Nahorai says. What, what did Rav Nahorai say? Shneemar. Which we have uh, presumably understood to mean that uh, you cannot put a razor on your head. I mean, therefore, see, based on that pasuk, that Shmuel and Shimshon were both Nazirim. Amar of Yossi, how can you say that the word Mora is talking about a razor? The word Mora is a reference uh, to something else. Hello, ain Mora, Ella. Shell buster, we're talking about having a fear of a person. So clearly it doesn't mean that way. We already know about that fear because the Pasuk says, We already know, know that he had fear of Shaul because of all the tension between the two of them. So we already know that. And therefore the word more in the Pasuk obviously can't be talking about fear because another Pasuk references fear. And therefore the more that we're talking about must be a razor. Therefore, Shmuel was a Nazir, just like Shimshon was a Nazir, but Nazir based on the word Mora. Now the Gemara jumps completely to another sugya. That's unbelievable. But you see, the syntax of this mission is odd. It's not like... Yeah, everything is. But even this Mishnah, like, it's like, like that's Gemara, Kalbukhomer language. Yeah, what do you say? He says, I don't see it, Rigamara. I don't see it, Rishon. I don't understand the OPS part of it. That's how, how she mechanically yeah, made him yeah, into another. I don't see anybody asking the question. Yeah. yeah. We learned a father can. We learned a can more than I. It seems from something clearly that's what she thought. Mm -hmm. Good. Rigamara here says, at least according to you, yeah. he wasn't. He was for sure another yeah. Yeah, correct. That's a it's a bomb kasha. It is a bomb kasha. You just feel bothered by it that nobody else asked. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't have any uh Okay, last piece of Gemara in the Masechta. Amar Lay Rav Lerav Khia Bere. Rav says to uh Khia his son. Hatof 
uvrich. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, uh, look at the Balei Atosos, Chatov, Maher Levarech You should work quickly in order to make a bracha. We still don't know what we're talking about. What bracha are we talking about? Take a look at the Rivan, where Rashi is top line, Chatov. He says, Chatov Koshal Bracha, Uvrich Birka Samazon, Uvrich Birka Zimun, Shatehe Mekayim, Levarech Al Hakos Birka Zimun. Uh, this is stamadin. Uh, we really should be uh, benching on a cup of wine. Uh, discussions in the post game when really anytime you have three or more people, we really should be benching on a cup of wine. That really is appropriate. And under all circumstances except for one, the person who is the mavarich will say borip and at the end. The one exception is by shalashivas because you're not allowed to drink the wine after you bench because you're not allowed to eat till after Abdullah. So there you just hold the wine, but you don't make a bracha. They save that wine for Abdullah. So I can show when we used to have shalashivas like a normal show. So then we. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be passive aggressive at all, by the way. I don't even go. I don't, I'm not a regular, but yeah. that's why we don't have her. Sorry. So the Gemara says, Rav told his son, he said, You should really try to be the one to bench. And just to add, this isn't regular Birkas Amazon like we do. This was the Birkas Amazon of old. And that is where the Mavarech would say benching out loud. Everyone would sit quietly and pay attention and understand. And they would say, Amen. <laughs> It's a good thing. You should try to chaparai. You should try to bench. Says the Gemara, does that mean to say that there's a difference and even a preference for the mevarech over the person who's saying amen? After all, after all, it's better to say amen than it is to be the one davening, it's being, to be the one benching. Hashamayim, Kahu, you're absolutely right. Hashamayim is a Lashon Shua. We've seen this many times in Shas. Kahu, you're absolutely right. The Amen is greater. The person who comes at the end is greater. And the Gemara brings a, a Raya. Teda, you should know, three lines from the end. Sharei, Gul Yarem, Metagrin B'Milchama. Gul Yarem are regular soldiers. They, uh, you know, the infantrymen, they would go and they would start the war. But who comes in? Make B'Patish. The Giborim, Notzchem, the guys, uh, you know, special forces. They come in with the fancy guns and they come in with the fancy tools and they're the ones. Uh, special forces killed. Uh, yeah, they win. So that's the Amen. That's the equivalent of the Amen. The people who come in at the close, those are the ones who... Uh, who are in fact uh, the ones who get the get the credit, and therefore it seems to be that saying amen is more powerful than being the mavarich. So Rav Rai seems to have uh, supported this idea. So then we're stuck because we have Rav teaching Rav Chia and Rav Huna teaching Rabba Chatov Uvrich. How does this work? The Gemara responds Tanaihi Titania Echad Hamavarich VeEchad Haone Amen BeMashma. Both of them are wonderful. Ela Shemimar in Levarich Tchila. It is preferable. It is preferable that you should do it. So this brisa is the support for Rav and Rav Huna, and the Shita in the middle, the brisa that says that it's Gadol Ha'one Amin, it's that brisa versus this brisa, no problem. And in a semi-common form for closing out a Masechta, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Chanira, Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. When people learn Torah, they increase peace in the world. All of my children are the Limudim of Hashem, the Talmidim of Hashem, there should be a lot of peace to your sons. We finished another Masechta, the 17th, and on Shabbos we'll be uh, starting with a new Masechta. We're going to have to catch up a little bit. Um, um, if anyone uh, wants to follow along, feel free. Otherwise, I'll have you in mind. 
So you're better to say amen than it is to listen. We just learned it a couple seconds ago. Yeah, tried. <laughs> papa <laughs> Mudima <laughs> in the park, Pulhana, Nukra, Min Arola Saba, Pohanadishmailas, Rabbi Amnitku Shabriko, Melkuse, Vikare, Haikon of Yomechon, Hedakobes Israel, Agalov is man, Karib, Vimruame, the <laughs> Yeah, it's this is um I don't know how we made it. Is this part of or flashic? What did you uh